This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join us today as we take a look back at the final game of the season away at Barrow before talking about what the future holds for the borough. Welcome to Barrow Pods! Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker in front of the Stratford end! Hello, you lot. Uh, welcome to the final Bar Report episode of the season. Uh, with me today, we have the uh, FF, uh I've, I've butchered how you pronounce that word, so I don't know why I've done it. We've got Jay Drakford with us. He's, he's looking uh, a bit soggy. Um, we've also got the uh, the wonderful Patrick Jackson and uh, me old mate Dean's here too. Hello, boys. Hello. Full house. Unbelievable. Yeah, hi Nate. How's it going for you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm full. Dean, I suppose you are as well, right? I am also full. Yes, but uh, also very well. It's good to, <laughs> as Jay said, good to have a full house. We're, before we started, we were talking about um, how many appearances we've all had. Do you want to take some guesses? I mean, I, I, Pat wasn't his computer when I was talking about this, but I think he had his headphones on, so he might have heard it. So we'll go. For I Dean. can't how guess many... because I know. <laughs> Dean, how many times have you appeared? Uh, five, I want to say. Oh, yeah, this is number six. Uh, not we've got... even nearly enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't I can't disagree. <laughs> then we've got Dracas on 37, and then uh, Patrice on 48. Quality over quantity. Well, this is for 49. This will be 49, mate. Um, and then obviously I'm on, I'm on 55 as of today, because I'm always fucking here. Um, averaging roughly 15 swear words per episode that's a pretty good haul <laughs> depends that's how many that's low for me. yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's that few um, well should we talk about it then probably but by it you mean Barrow uh, that'll be the one yeah lovely I mean it was it was basically what we expected, like two teams who got nothing to play for apart from not getting injured and uh, next season and Barrow were more checked out than we were despite our seven changes. We got a nice goal from Reevesy. The rest of it strolled through. Not a lot of chances for either side. A couple of good saves from Prisbeck, which uh, he'll be glad about because uh, yeah. you know, that's a dress rehearsal for trying to get a job somewhere. Maybe here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hope so. 
Well, I think that was his second Football League appearance yesterday. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one, isn't it, really, to call. But, yeah, we'll go for that later on in the show. But, yeah, certainly, just to uh, just to confirm what Pat said, it was very much just get, get it done, get it out of the way and get themselves packed off to somewhere hot and sunny this week, later on in the week, I'm sure. But, no, professional performance, I thought, to be fair. And uh, never really looked like there was any trouble at all for us. So it, it was nice to see some of the fringe players getting a run out. Um, don't know how many of them we'll see again next year, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and arguably could have been one or two, one or two more netted on the, from the chances I've seen. But, uh, but yeah, like like you say, really nice to come away. No, no injuries, no worries for anyone really going into the summer. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're probably right in the fact that. Uh, a lot of the players, particularly the uh, the Barrow lads, were just sort of checked out. They were they were done for the year, weren't they? They uh, they announced their um, retained list very quickly after the end of the game, and you you've got to imagine that the majority of them were already aware that they they uh, they probably aren't being retained next season. So they look absolutely like looked like a bunch of players who. Didn't give a fly in, didn't they? Yeah, the feistiest thing that happened in the game was probably from Paul Farmer, and that's just goalkeepers having a screw slightly loose most of the time. Farms definitely has a a screw loose, didn't he? There's, there's something properly not right about that bloke. Yeah, but he's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. What a lovely bloke he is! I've got so much time for Farms. He's he's brilliant. So, uh, but yeah, there was zero need to do what he did. Literally, just wrapped himself through tail, tails his legs, and uh, it was ridiculous yeah. to the point where, you know, a couple of our lads jumped in. I think it was Force Kakaski went for him. He was he wasn't happy with it at all, which is understandable when yeah. when there was nothing in the game whatsoever and zero need to do it, but. Yeah, it's weird, weird, weird decision, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, very. Strange. He's lucky it was forced to Kasky, not one of the bigger lads. Very true. <laughs> might might not have taken on one of the bigger lads, no. But he, I suppose, he's one that knew he was uh, safe in the job, though, isn't he? For uh, <laughs> for tomorrow, <laughs> or for yeah. sorry, next season tomorrow. <laughs> That's hard, Brandon, isn't it? I don't, it, there's probably not much more to say. Like honestly, we could sit here and we could pick the game apart, but it was a real, it was a really nothing game. You know, there's nothing in it for either team really. Stevenage, Stevenage, you know, we could have potentially lost second place, but we did a professional job. I think we didn't take any risks. We we played football pretty well considering the the conditions. You know, there were conditions at Barrow weren't much better than they were at Harrogate. It was just. The conditions were similar. They were just a little bit less windy. So the fact that we managed to play football as well as we did, a nice, uh, a nice, a nice kind of way just to see out the season, wasn't it? The only disappointment was they took a couple of youth team lads up there. Well, three, if you, and but yeah. didn't give two of them any minutes because we didn't get far enough ahead, according to Steve in the post-match presser. And you've got to think like, you know, like. That loss, a loss there wouldn't have mattered. I mean, all right, maybe it's a, a blemish you don't want on the young player's career if they make a mistake, which loses your points, even in a meaningless yeah. fixture. But I was talking to Jay before we came on about, like, is it a worthwhile, good experience for them to travel up and not get any game minutes, or is that just annoying? And I think on balance, probably a worthwhile, good experience just to be around the first-team squad and to give you that 
impetus to really hit training and and youth team work hard at the start of next year to try and get more of that. Yeah, I imagine you, I imagine they would have been in and around the team training for the week prior to well, what was a short week by all accounts before they uh, before they travelled. But yeah, I, I would agree. It's 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 a good experience, even if they don't necessarily play. Um, because I suppose it all counts at the end of the day, isn't it? You, you're not going to be able to play every single game. So sometimes 90 minutes on the bench can just give you an idea of what to expect in that I, scenario. I, I think it's more than that. And uh, I speak to some of the scholars or the young pros, if you were. They, they, they come to school and they're with us two days a week at, at the school I work at. Um, I spoke to one particular lad and a lot of them had uh, quite, quite a lot of... Um, first team visits up to the training ground so I think if you you got to think that so many firsts for a for a, a new player getting into a professional squad the fact you know they've gone and had a night away you know they're around the dressing room I, I can imagine being in Steve Evans dressing room for the first time must be I mean I remember stepping into adult football even at a, a, a NAF level how amazed I was at it do you know what I mean so you know it's all bolted on the experience that those boys would have got out of it even if they didn't even get onto the pitches it's brilliant for them you know and the club have rewarded them both with uh, or, or three of them with the with the pro contracts don't know if we'll see McKees next season apparently that there's a few teams coming in for him so that's great for him and great for the club if we get some money um, but yeah Oh, yeah, it's a brilliant thing, you know. Get get them, get them, seeing some action, even if it's dinner in Barrow, which I should imagine would have been beautiful. Yeah, yeah. judging by my band road trips, you'll learn plenty on that coach journey, if nothing else. <laughs> I'd, um, I would, I would imagine that it's it's along the similar lines of uh, Theo Walcott going to the World Cup and then sitting on the bench for every game and not even getting a sniff of. Uh, time on the pitch isn't it it's it's the experience is pretty pretty value valuable isn't it yeah definitely you look at the starting lineup as well yes there are seven changes we didn't have much more depth from that none of the injured players even traveled to barrow because they weren't going to get their medals if they came yeah. second so it just makes complete sense to take people that um that are fit and healthy as well and don't need to worry about starting starting yeah. the season well, if that makes sense. So, yeah, uh, and let's face it, I'm sure when we get onto the retain list part that Steve Evans already has a, a big idea of what's going on with that already. So, yeah, no, that's Absolutely. good. Good for them. And uh, nice to see the club signing future stars. Yes. We can only hope. Uh, yeah. Um, have you got anything else to add to it, boys? I don't know. I mean, the good thing about a quiet game like that is you get a lot of... Uh, waxing lyrical from Stephen Dean and reminiscing and like war stories from back in the day and stuff. So that's always entertaining because that just makes it like a 90 minute long loop special. <laughs> no, yeah, you, are, you, you, you do make a good point, actually. It was quite nice just listening to, listening to them have a bit of a laugh and then occasionally talk about the football that was actually being played on the pitch, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, However, that said... Uh, how how much of a nightmare would it have been if last Saturday we didn't do the business at the Lamex Stadium? Oh, God, I mean, God. there was what uh, Steve God. said there was some like six hundred fans travelled. I think it was a bit less than that when it was around four twenty nine. Four four fifty eight. Yeah, even so, considering that um, the the business was done, that's that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. that's 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 massive for for our club and the way they think that the the away following has been this season has been phenomenal. I think we're like. 10th in the league for away following which I've never known before do you know what I mean that's that's amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that you know the town is fully behind the club and uh, 
you've got to thank the chairman and the manager. We've we've harped on about how brilliant they've been quite a lot on, on, on the pod, haven't we? But yeah, the fact that people are right behind them and all ages as well, seeing all those shirts being given out at the end of the game and players going up to the fans afterwards, that's a massive ask going to Barrow for no real need, you know. No yeah. real need at all. But, you know, we've got some amazing fans at our club that will follow this club through <laughs> anything. Do you know what I mean? Even when we were bad, they were there. So hats off to anyone that went yesterday. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Are you trying to tell us that our way support and our support in general isn't an absolute joke? Like, what's going on here? Because a lot of places, would have, a lot of uh, fan bases have you believe that we don't even have fans. Like, what's I thought we don't give, we don't have fans that we don't deserve to go up because no one took, no one goes. Well, to games. I, I think the, the <laughs> fact is we're we're not one of the most liked clubs, are we? In in the football league, and and that and that fits our that that fits us. I think, and I think we said last time on, on the pod, you know, that uh, that Steve Evans is is exactly the fit for us because you know we've got this kind of oh they're Stevenage, uh, uh. Um, and I and I just think everything yeah. fits in well. And we said at the first one of the first times. It, at the start of the season, you know, that said about I want to go and become the old Steelers, the big, physical, horrible team to play against. I don't think we've become that properly, but still, we went out and bought some really good, big, strong players, and uh, they just fit with what we're about as a football club. And I'd rather be hated than be uh, a, a nice side that people enjoy. So yeah, I mean, it's brilliant, you know, brilliant. You you did harp on about that all off season, didn't you? About we need big, strong, physical lads, and you got your wish. And look, look what it's done. Crazy, though, isn't it? Did you ever see us sitting here? I mean, let's let's face it. We had Luke Norris on who said we're finishing in the playoffs. I think I spat my tea out at one point. I was like, come on now, this is not realistic at all, is it? But wow, I mean, what a turnaround! Second, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I I absolutely I absolutely scoffed at him, and I was like, come yeah. on now, Luke. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Anything above? I think I said. I said it several times beginning of the season. Anything above fifteenth is a successful yeah, season. Yeah. But it would and it would have been because it would have been an improvement and that's all you can ever hope for. That's as much as you can hope for is that it's not as bad as it was last year. But second is absolutely ridiculous. Which which is exactly what we sort of alluded to a couple of weeks ago, isn't it? That when when we were in that rough patch was that even if we dropped into the playoffs as much as immediately we would look at it as a failure you wouldn't be able to get to this point of the season and not say it was a roaring success because of the improvement like the fact that we have gone up automatically and have finished second of you know 24 professional football teams is like it's like 23 and Crawley (laughs) 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 <laughs> who didn't even go down I know imagine going down ahead of that lot embarrassing <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had no right to finish in second position this season absolutely no right so I just think it's such a success story and, and to think that we ended it or finished it whichever way you want to look at it in an absolutely full house which generally you'd only see in an FA Cup game against a Premier League team at the Lamex what a what a what a finale massive result who who do you think finished the season as the form team in the league across how many games six I mean we had what three wins two draws and a loss we must be up there Evans won manager of the month yeah it was us five wins five wins one loss brilliant yeah 
which if you then if you then take that back to the six leading up to that, we were 20, 20, 21st. Incredible. Yeah. And thinking, how do we turn this around with a squad so thin and like partially injured, but they all dug deep and really... To ter- to, it turns out a Steve Evans hairdryer after the absolute shambles that was Tranmere. <laughs> <laughs> was it Tranmere? No, what was the away game that he... he he basically like locked them away for forty eight hours, and they didn't didn't see the light of day. Was it Rochdale? Oh, Rochdale, wasn't it? Yeah. Two, things two things didn't go well after that for the players, did they? They had a real rough rough couple of days. But that's um, you know, that's yeah, that's well. what Steve Evans brings you, isn't it? He brings you that experience to know when it's. I mean, let's be real. Absolutely. We don't know what it's like in in camp life day to day. He alludes that it's fun, it's engaging, which it probably is because he's got results, but. That's what yeah. a manager like Steve Evans can do. He, he knows when to go in on them. He knows probably when to take it easier. I think it was one of the interviews the other day saying, you know, they really sat off training over the last couple of weeks. They really pulled them back because they just looked tired and leggy, which... Yeah. They did. They did. They absolutely looked... I mean, we were talking about the fact that Jake Reeves was getting to the 60th, 70th minute, and he, we, I wasn't sure whether he was going to keel over or just vomit everywhere. Like, he just looked dead on his feet. And I don't know how Cole Pierre Gianni's managed managed that full season. I mean, looking at looking at pictures of him at full time at the weekend with his shirt off. Oh. What yeah. a man! But he's played what six? I think he's played sixty games this season. I've got I've got to get that. I did have it back. I did have it up a minute ago. I've got to get that back up because it's he's played some serious serious time. Sweeney yeah, too. Those two in particular. I was going to say both of both of them. I think Sweeney's even played one more than Pidge, even. I'm a bit uh, worried Tony Khan's going to be in for him in the summer. Looking at that, <laughs> Jurgen Klopp wouldn't have it, would it? All this football, shocking, shocking. <laughs> no, no, he'd be he'd be crying like a little. But bitch, uh, again, I mean, uh, I think he's again keep going about his interviews. He's done, but they're out there, so they're for everyone to watch. You know, he, he's now saying that you know. Let's go and take League One by storm. And do you know what? I wouldn't put nothing past the geezer. He's unbelievable. You know, I seriously think you can sit there and go, right, let's go again. Let's see what we can do with this group. Because they are, they are a special group. They are a special group. They are. They are, absolutely. We were saying, we were saying that the parallels between this lot and uh, the conference side and the, the League One side, literally the League Two side then, um, with that surge up the divisions... The parallels between them is like they really are a, a group that they are greater than the sum of their parts, and I don't want to say that to put any of them down because there are some proper footballers in this lot. But the culmination of everything and the way they fit together is absolutely superb. And it, and you're, and you're right, it is a special group, and you can see the you can see in the way that they you you. you you can feel the togetherness of them when they're on the pitch, when they celebrate. I mean, if you look at last season, I'm thinking about like when Norris scored that goal, that belter away at, I want to say Orient. Yeah. Was it Orient? The celebrations, like Norris went, went apeshit like he would, but the celebrations for the rest of the team seemed really muted. And there was a lot of it around that time where you were celebrating goals, but it was like we're still we're still second bottom, and we're still going down. So what's the fucking point? 
and it weren't until it weren't until after the the Oldham game. I think it was the Tranmere game. Was it the Tranmere game that secured us? And then they they started to look like they were together. But the rest of the season, it was just a bunch of dudes playing football. It didn't seem like a real close knit group. And I know that you know we lost what we we cut what fifteen players and and brought in thirteen or twelve or something. But what what a change around! And this group just looks like such a, a superb group of guys well, to be involved I think with. The the, the yeah. dynamics of the coaching team alone says it all, doesn't it? You've got the nicest man ever to mm-hmm. walk the planet, Alex Ravel. Him alone just being able to put an arm around someone at the right time when they're not feeling it. He's had that experience of being a, a top player, tried his hand at, at management, and now he's being blooded in by the club, I suppose that's the right word, to, to, to be someone in a few years' time under Steve, if that makes sense, and eventually either take over or go find his own position elsewhere. Um, you know, uh, Do you think we'll give him another go? Do you think? Do you think after after Steve Evans, if Steve Evans whatever happens, whether he's sacked or whether he moves on to passes new or decides to retire, whatever it is, do you think Revs will be given another chance? I, I, I hope so. I love him and harp on about how nice he is. I would love to see it. I I hope yeah. that under Steve's kind of um, leadership, that he finds other parts of his game as a manager which would be that part that Steve does well, where he's aggressive, probably angry, can can put his finger on what needs to be done at the right time. Um, I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd, I don't know whether it will. If we succeed and stay in League One for, say, let's say, I don't know, 10 seasons, could he step straight into a League One job? I, I couldn't answer you that. I, I'm not well informed enough to be able to do that. I'm just going off heart because I love him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never thought he'd be coming back after what happened, but when he did, and has been such an integral part of that coaching setup for so long now, it feels like, you know, you've served your dues and you've done the learning that you should have done before you got the full time yeah. job first time. Which, you know, it wasn't your fault. You were offered it, and you're not going to turn it down if you are offered it. You're going to do the best job you can for the club that it you. It was very at. much a baptism of fire, wasn't it, at the time? Absolutely. It's a proper brave move to come back as well and step step back into that cultural role at the club that fucking fired you. Really weird. It was Isn't such it? a weird it's step because really... he had Samson for a bit who went and came and him for a bit who went and came. It was all a very odd mix, but I'm really glad that someone of Rev's character has stayed around because he's the sort of positive guy you want. But you've also got and he's you've also got other people yeah. around him like Rayner, who again is very much I would say is a mm-hmm. Stephen. Evans type, if that makes sense, within within that group. Then you've got someone like Belly, who's yeah. just a lovely bloke as well. And, you know, it doesn't matter. He's around that training ground all of the time. He's with the players, you know, and, and having someone like Keith around must be brilliant. And then you've got Pledge as well, who's who's uh, who's fantastic. Great guy. Goalkeeping coach. Been there now a while. Second stint, I believe. And uh, they just, they're just yeah. seem to be the right storm in a teacup. They've got everything covered within those five, away from everyone else they bring in. You know, interns, uh, doctors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just seems to be a, yeah. a togetherness in it. So yeah, I think that's exactly why we've done so well to gel these players together and be that that second place team. And I think, yeah, I think a highlight of that as well. Speaking like speaking about like the lone players that have come in as well, like Tim, Timmy, for example, is 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 the prime example. Probably somebody who has come in and seemingly 
gotten on with absolutely everybody and taken the club straight to his heart. Like every goal we've scored, like every big save he's made, winning games, and he's fist pumping and he's celebrating with you know other players with the crowd. And it's like, and that's that's something you you actually like to see. Sort of someone who you know is only in. Well, I mean, for him, it was only in week by week, yeah. and still, still resonated with the fans. He, yeah, he loved it, and I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a a loan player, particularly like an emergency loan player, right, come in to anywhere and not just do well, but like properly throw themselves in. I mean, the way he celebrated every goal. Was like he'd scored every goal himself. It'd be beautiful, absolutely. Beautiful. I was talking to uh, one of the photographers around the pitch, and I'm going to be really bad now. I've forgotten his name, um, but he, he does the West Ham game. Was it Jim? not Jim Steele? No, no. Uh, but uh, he does all the West Ham games as well. And he said, "I've been speaking to Anang. He said that every time they need a goalkeeper at Steenridge, every third choice." or reserve goalkeeper in the Football League wants that gig. They want to come into Stevenage. So that speaks volumes alone. Do you know what I mean? Everyone wanted to be a part of what was going mm. on at Stevenage. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Unbelievable. You can't, no. you can't blame him, can you? Right, right. Should we, um, should, we, should we do our retained list, seeing as we've already fucked off talking about Barrow? Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to be in Barrow for too long, do you? Absolutely not. Um... Right, so we've got we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about loan players. We might we might talk about them a little bit afterwards, but this is players who have been under contract and in and around the first first team. So there are a couple of players. So we can we can probably get get through some of these really quickly because they've either not appeared or um you know, they, 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 well, we'll get to it. So, um, <laughs> so we'll start. We'll start with the three new lads, right? Mickey Evans, Theo Alexandru, and I've lost him. Who's the other one? He was here a minute ago. That's good, isn't it? Riley Mitchell. He's on this list. I don't know who he is. I mean, you've got to say keep because they're youth team lads who haven't had a chance to show anything yet. So why wouldn't you? All right, I'll put I'll put an X next to each of their names for you then. Feel free to disagree, but like, you can't be chopping people before they've had a chance to make a first team appearance on no basis. No, exactly, and and as youngsters as well, you you know you want to see. The, want to see some sort of development but you can't necessarily throw them in at the deep end you you also want to see that um ben wilmot money didn't you exactly it, well, yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't go amiss so we sweep clean sweep across the board no, i'm sorry uh yes for the two new, new pro contracts have gone out but i don't think you'll see mckees next season i think he'll be gone um I don't think he's given a. I don't think he's been given a deal, is he? No, I don't he's a, he's a year younger. He's not a second year scholar either. But yeah, I've got a funny feeling about yeah. him. Right, Josh March. No. See, March is a funny one. Like he started quite slow to bed in, and then he had one really good game, 
and then he got injured and didn't have a chance to show whether that was a flash in the pan or a or a something he can sustain and I think it comes down to like is he the right sort of character you want in a dressing room to have in a squad and if he is then you keep him and if not then eh, it's not a big loss because he wasn't around much this year anyway he will be a Barra player next year There you go. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, oh, I genuinely don't know. Actually, I don't know whether he's worth keeping around. Uh, it's 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 difficult because, like like Pat said, we just haven't seen enough from him and. You know, he was at Forest Green this year for the first half of the season and and didn't exactly pull up trees and and what have you there. And you know, they've come down because they didn't score. Mm. They they goals. when he arrived with us, um, his fitness wasn't great. I think Steve alluded to that a couple of times. So they rushed him to get him as fit as they could, didn't they? Then he obviously got the injury, but I think they've invested enough in him. They see him day to day and I think I think you're definitely gonna see him next year. You say I was gonna say you say he didn't pull up trees at Forest Green. He didn't he didn't really play, did he? He played a few. A fair few. Yeah, well, sorry, score I said he didn't score many, did he? No. And Which... That's probably more more of a pertinent thing. I'm I'll I'll go I will go with keep. Good. Drackers. Pat, you went with keep, yeah? Yep. And uh, Dean? Uh, it's a no from me. Oh, Sorry, Craig. Hey? That's all right. That was an old Strictly reference. I didn't expect one of those. Um, Jake <laughs> Taylor. I'm going to come out straight away and go no. Uh, he's been a useful squad player this season and he's had a couple of really good games. He was excellent against Villa, but I don't think he's been consistent enough. And it's really, it's kind of harsh because he's not started an awful lot of games this season. So he's not really had as much of an opportunity to get that consistency, right? So like he's... Yeah, no, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, no, he can go. Yeah, he's gone for me. Unfortunately, lovely bloke. I remember uh, what was the game, the second to last game at the Lamex. He, he came past me and was like, "How can you stand here and watch this? This is, this is so scary." He got subbed off. That's right. He started and he came off and he was like, "How can you stand here and watch it? I'm so scared about it." But no, he's a great guy. But yeah, I think he's a uh, not League One. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of struggled to get into a League Two team this year. He's into his early thirties, which isn't great for a, you know, an all over the place midfielder like he is. It's uh, gets harder and harder the deeper into your thirties you get. I'm sure. So probably not. It's the sort of thing like you'd be looking to upgrade if you could, and if you can't, you keep him on as a squad player. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah, I do. I don't mind. And I quite enjoy watching him when he when he comes on and features in games because. He just seems to have endless energy, and he'll he'll run everybody down. But yeah, he's certainly not created or or finished 
you know, as much as he, he had that spelled in the, the end of season previous, where he was arguably our best player, um, is very very much sort of become a little more bit part this year. So again, yeah. like Jay said, as, as much as I like, I'd like to. No, it's probably a no for me on that one as well. Yeah, he, it was under Tisdale, wasn't it? It was that. It was a, there was a run of games where he was the best player by a by a fair whack, I think. And um, but it didn't last very long, did it? It only lasted a hand a handful of games at most. Um, and given how we played under Tisdale, the bar wasn't that high either. <laughs> oh, so no, no, no ticks for Jakey Taylor there. Um, Josh Reed. The left back who came in and didn't play. Actually, did we sign him on a permanent deal? Or was Let's that get alone? this one done quick. Just say no, everyone. We've not seen it. I was going to say it's a no either way. All right. Max, we even Max, seen sixty minutes from him. No, Max Clark. Uh, I I would have said in December no, but I think he's been one of our most consistent performers over the last six to eight weeks. So I'm going to say I'm going to say give him a chance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, solid. Good player. I think he's been great this season. Yeah, agreed. I, uh, I think he was overshadowed by Saxon early, um, beginning of the season, but as very early much, on. Yeah, I was trying to avoid that, <laughs> but uh, very much, yeah, very much stabilised. Been a, a very sort of stable part of that back four, back five. Yeah, Michael Boswick. I mean, I was expecting an announcement, weren't you? Uh, yes, I fully expected him to retire. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting it to be kind of a, a, a done deal that the club has said that he's played his last game, but there we go. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it's a agree. no for me. Thank you for everything, Bozzy. You're a legend, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's been a stalwart. You don't want to be on a pitch next to Pigiani again, so uh, I doubt we'll see him next year. Uh, Kane Smith. Yes. Easy, yes. Yeah. No-brainer. Yeah, pretty emphatic. Yes. yes. I love the agreements, boys. Uh, Elliot List. I'm going to say yes, because uh, his last two seasons, he's played probably 30, 30 games of the available 80, 90, 100 games. Uh, and he hasn't scored a hatful. And I think after his ACL injury, uh, I think that the market for teams that are going to be in for him is going to dwindle significantly. Uh, and I really still want to see him playing up top for Steve Evans. I think that's a match. Yeah, he could have made a big difference this year, judging by the chances we squandered. And we're going to need something with a bit more cutting edge next season. So I wouldn't be turning him away if he was willing to sign up again. It's a yes for me. Yeah, again, I'd. You know, I think a player, a player with a, a comeback story as well, it's all always going to be back with something to prove as well. I, yeah, I think we the one thing we've been missing is a is a finisher, and well, fingers crossed it could be him. Adam Prizebeck. 
I'll go early. Such a hard one to judge on like one and a half games, but on the evidence of, uh, I was going to say Saturday, it was Monday, definitely yes. Very difficult, isn't it, to get a, a number two goalkeeper that's happy to be a number two goalkeeper. I think I said to Pat before we come on earlier, I think he played two football league games in his career. That's it. Uh, but yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, let's, let's take him. Yeah, same. Look, look solid in what little football he's had. Not, not necessarily giving me anything to worry about. Um, and like I say, if you can get a number two who is seemingly happy to be a number two, all the better. I guess the only negative is he couldn't get in the squad ahead of some people who were pish and really worried us. And that should be a concern, but I wouldn't put that concern ahead of seeing I, uh, on the pitch looking decent. No, I, I disagree with that completely. Uh, the reason we weren't starting him wasn't because we did, Evans didn't have trust in him is that he fully didn't believe that there was a scholar that had the ability to come onto the bench and sit in that role and step up when we were when we were needing it you know if if Prizebeck had got injured and a scholar had come come in and hadn't had it for a league game particularly one you know we won if could have been the difference between us going up and us not going up potentially. I think, I think um, it was less of a, a an indictment of Prisbeck than it was of the scholars. Um, the fact that we dipped into didn't just dip our toes, jump, dived headfirst into that lone goalkeeper market. If you bring in a lone goalkeeper, they have to start. You can't bring in a lone goalkeeper and put them on the bench. Got so, you. So I didn't, in, didn't realize that. So it was tactical to abs- get an emergency absolutely. loan in that we could use. Interesting. Absolutely, yeah. isn't it? It's an executive decision at management level that nobody really can can say was a bad decision because, well, certainly not in hindsight. Anyway, and then you're right about having someone who's happy to sit behind that as a professional because a lot of people would take umbrage with that. Thank God, though, it wasn't Chapman, eh? <laughs> uh, Danny Rose. Easy keep. A not as easy keep. <laughs> Agree. Is, is that a, is that a reluctant yes no, for you two? It's not actually. Uh, oh god, no! I, I'm not going to keep him. I love Rosie. He's great. He wins his aerial battles, but not clinical enough for me. And I have a plan behind that as we go through the retain list. I mean, Danny Rose is the best player in the Football League at keeping the ball in the corner and getting away with it. So, if nothing else, you're going to need to do that more in League One. It's harder. I mean, for me, that's enough reason to get rid of him. But um, I, I, I'm an, I'm an, I'm a reluctant let him go. Um, I loved a lot of what Mister Everywhere did this season, and he was literally everywhere. He was the if, if he was on the pitch, he was the one getting up and heading the ball clear from corners. He was up the other end, winning 90% of the aerial battles, even when the player up against him was a full foot taller than him. Um, I just... I don't know that he's got enough to do it week in, week out in League One. The, the f- physical improvement in 
even if I mean even ignoring the technical difference in uh, the a difference in a technical ability between the top of League One and the top of League Two, like forgetting that golf, the physical game is a lot harder at the top of League One than it is the top of League Two, and Danny Rose will suffer. Yeah, I mean that that's my reluctance in keeping him because I think I think for those same reasons he wouldn't start every game. And uh, I mean we've seen that we've seen that with the squad we've had this year. Uh, and I think somebody who can come on and do a little bit of that keep the ball at the right end of the pitch, a little bit of shithousery here and there never hurt anyone uh, and I think to have that in your squad generally is a good thing but yeah technically clinically perhaps not the ideal player but certainly someone to still nice to still have around his his uh, inability to score regularly is what what I think that outweighs the shithousery and the, the rest of what he does well for me, we we can't be as profligate in League One as we were in League Two. No. So, so Pat and Dean, you're both keeps, albeit Dean reluctantly. Yeah. And me and me and Jay are saying no. Okay. Yeah, because you keep him for the uh, fifteen assists he gets rarely at list in the season that people didn't <laughs> capitalise on this year. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, okay, I, 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 I. I think this might be another contentious one slightly. Luke Norris. I can see I can see Dracus grinning already. I love him. I genuinely love him. I I wasn't I wasn't convinced when he came in. When he first signed for us, I was like, ugh, he's one of those, he's 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 gonna bounce around the lady. He'll probably be here a year, then somewhere else a year, and it's not gonna work. And I've genuinely loved watching him play football even if he's not been again the most clinical and he's he's you know he's missed a even this season just this season he's missed a handful of real guilt-edged chances but I just something about his physicality and the attitude with which he plays football like he just looks so fucking angry at the ball I just love it like the ball's really pissed him off and he's going to take it out on the ball and everything near him and I just love, I genuinely love watching him. I just wish he could score more often because he would be like the perfect player for us next season if he could. But if he can't do it in League Two, he ain't, just ain't going to do it in League One. And as much as I hope we do have somebody up top that has his physical attributes, we need someone, again, with similar, with similar case to Rose, we just need better scorers. We just need someone who can finish more often. Yeah, I'm with you. I think. He struggled to do it consistently this year, and I don't think we'll see him again in a Borussia shirt, which is sad. So maybe a testimonial. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same, same here. Really, it, it's you know, it's nice to have a a local boy in the in the team as well. Always does his bit with the fans, and you know everybody can feel that. But yeah, not not clinical enough. Um, so, so yeah, sad, sad, but no. Difficult one. I mean, the sad... I was going to say, the sad thing is when you're punching above your weight as much as we'll need to financially next season, you can't have sentiment in your squad selection even more so. 
my, uh, my my choice won't surprise you at all. I have said to quite a few people that I'm not too sure we'll see him again. But then I tried to take the heart and the sentiment out of it. And then I think to myself, well, if you take that Aston Villa game, for example, if you thought to yourself which one of these players could probably step up and do a job at a higher level, I thought Luke had a tremendous game at Aston Villa before he got taken off. Unbelievable. I, I, I think he was... I think, yeah, he'd led the line yeah. really well against and Villa. scored an absolute I, worldie. Yeah, but I think I, th- I, th- I think part of that genuinely was the Villa players weren't expecting him and didn't know how to play against him. Um, nothing about that Villa, the way Villa played, suggests that they did any homework on Stevenage whatsoever. So it doesn't surprise me that a few of our players had surprisingly good games. I mean, Jake Taylor, you'd never have believed that he kept, he was going to keep Philip Coutinho pretty quiet, but he pocketed him so well. He just followed him around the pitch and played him off the park. Easy I to reckon, do with his stature, though, to be fair. Anyway, <laughs> I reckon the to standard... Uh, to finish off where I was, I'm going to keep him. And the reason I'm going to keep him is across the front line. If I look at what we've got, and I've said we're going to keep Marsh, List, we've not done really yet, have we? I just think to myself that he's something completely different. And if he, even if he was coming off the bench for the last 15, 20 minutes of a game to be an absolute nightmare, I don't think we'll find many more people that will be able to do it as Luke potentially could. Just his alone. So that's why I'm keeping yeah, him. Fair. You mentioned Reedy, so let's cover him as well. Um, Reedy, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think the way he's played the last two months, three months. At times, he was the only player out there that was performing week in, week out. Uh, I think he's been superb and he's shown he's shown a much better eye for goal in the last six weeks than the previous 18 months that he spent at the club would have had let you believe. Uh, 18 months? No. Yeah. No, he's eighteen months, isn't he? He was here last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, I think he's. I think he's improved drastically under Evans, and I think you have to give him the opportunity because I think it would be a real, real shame to to not reward the way he's played the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah I said no to keep him really last summer, and it's a mark of how far he's come. That I'm going to say yes this summer. <laughs> it's it's another player who who's full of energy as well, which. You know, you, you never actually see him sort of like jogging around. It's 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 full pelt, and and I think yeah, you you need those energy levels in a, in a squad just to get everyone else going sometimes. And like I said, Jeff, yeah, an improvement in in his personal finishing has been nice and has essentially seen us where we are. And um, so yeah, be a yes from me as well. Easy keep. Yep, lovely. <clears throat> Jordan Roberts. No brainer. Yeah, I think you're right, to be fair, Pat. I think he's one of them that potentially others could be looking at as well. So I'd love to see him stay. I think he's brilliant. I think he's been class. I think he's unpredictable, difficult to play against and uh, gives us that that edge when sometimes players around him aren't. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, key, key piece in that, that high press as well that we've played a lot this year. Um, yeah, easy keep. This it's less easy for me, and you, nothing any of you have said is wrong. But there's something about him when he's off it that it's just 
he might be one of the most frustrating footballers I've ever seen when he's not on it because when he's not on it, he doesn't work. Where a lot of these other players, you know, Norris, for instance, uh, Reedy, when they're not on it, they're still working that absolute bollocks off. Where Jordan Roberts, when he's not on it, he is absolutely abysmal. And I don't know that we can carry him in games where he, in League One, where he's not at it. And those games with the rate, with the with the the increasing quality in that league, are probably probably going to become more frequent, and that worries me. I will, I I am saying keep, but I think he's going to be reduced to kind of an impact player as opposed to starting as often as he did this season yeah i see i I mean i can see where you're coming from they're like an an early yellow card completely nullifies a lot of what he brings in the way we play i forget the game i forget the game that that happened he got a he got a yellow card in about the fifth minute and he was fucking dreadful for the rest of the game because he just lost that bite in his game there's no yeah there's no there's no plan b to to what to what he offers us but mm. it, but what he does offer us is key if uh, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i i know i know what you mean i know exactly what you mean there well we're we're all keeping him then um let's get a couple of really obvious ones out of the way copier gianni we're all keeping him yep yep yeah dan sweeney yep. we're all keeping him yep yeah We don't need to. We don't need to talk about Jake Forsakaski. He is under contract next season. Good. He ain't going. He ain't going anywhere. And I think if we can increase, if we can replace the likes of Bozzy and Taylor with players that are going to do that job to the same standard that those guys did it in League Two, but in obviously in League One, I think that I think that. Uh, Forsakaski has got a real opportunity to shine. Uh, Jake Reeves. I, I mean, again, it's an easy, an easy yes for me. And loved, loved everything about watching him play the last two years. Yeah, fully agree. He's been class. I think he's brilliant. And uh, don't see him struggling in League One. To be honest with you, I think he's he's made for it, and I think he'll do fantastic. Um. I am a keep, but again, a little bit with like a little bit similar to Roberts. Uh, well, not really that similar to Roberts. Um, I do worry that Jake Reeves hasn't got the physicality to live with some of the better teams, better midfields we're going to come up against in League One. Um, technically, he is superb, and I think him having a good season will massively, massively um, it, it's going to require the likes of Gilby coming back in, JFC stepping up and and the other midfielders we bringing in being good enough to, to do the kind of dirty work that allows uh, Reeves to be Reeves and to be that quality player um, so keep him but I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see him less and less through the season, particularly if we're struggling. 
you only have to look at the success of a player like Barry Bannon at Wednesday this season to know how vital a player like Reeves can be to a successful League One season. So I wouldn't let him go in the slightest. Cool. Now, I, I, I assume these two are going to be quite easy. We've only got two players left. Um, but there's a bit of a debate here, not necessarily about whether they can step up and whether they can do it, but whether they're going to want to do it with Stevenage. So the first one, Luther. Now, let's, let's look at this, not just from do you want to keep him, because obviously him and TVC, the answer is yes, and we can move on. Do you think we're gonna? Do you think we'll be we'll be able to keep them? Yes, for both, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think the injury towards the end of the season would do me a f- does us a favour for TBC, and uh, you know Luther's been in and out swapping with Kane Smith partly due to injury and partly due to Kane Smith being so good. So when you're that sort of fringe, you don't push yourself into the shop window quite as much as. A fully fit TVC would have been basically ever present all season. Um, so yeah, I'd say I think we'll have both next season. And I'm I think you're right it. as well because um, it's, it's, there's no unknown, is there? Um, TVC can definitely step up. There's no doubt about it. But if he goes to the championship, he'll probably sit on the bench. Whereas he knows exactly what he's doing working with Steve Evans. He knows Bradbury End well. He knows the club. He knows everyone around it. You know, I'm sure there's deals to be had. Um, and I think I think both of them are going to stay. Plus, they've got their pal Listy there if he stays. And I just think that would be great for the three of them to be there doing it. Yeah, and I, I think on on that, we we talked about Lufa a lot. I know all of us before and I think in the last, yeah, well, all of this season, he just seems to have gotten better and better. Again, a, li- a little injury mm-hmm. setback sort of in the middle of the season but it's I think both of them are both of them are definitely good enough two easy keeps um, and I think with the step up to League One they they probably both deserve their League One money if uh, if we can make it work so yeah I'd like I'd certainly like to see them both and very hopeful that they do both stay I think we have a much better chance of keeping Luther than we do Terence um, obviously Terence has got there are question marks over how ambitious Terence is. You know, Steve said it last season. He said that he could be playing at a much higher level if he wanted to. Um, I didn't come back on this the last time we said it, but I've got to this time because I don't think it's about ambition. It's more about the confidence to push yourself forwards to that level, I think, with him. I've never known him look like he wasn't putting the effort in. He glides about, so that looks less hard work than uh, people who are absolutely sweating buckets, like maybe Beardo would used to. But I've never felt like he hadn't put a shift in. Never come off the pitch thinking, oh, what a lazy bastard. No, he's always looked like he's putting everything in for the team. So I don't think anything about this, uh, oh, yeah, he hasn't got the drive to play at a higher level. I don't think it's I don't think it's about the way he carries himself on the field. I think it's all to do with the fact that he's a really unassuming guy off the field. Yeah. And I think that potentially it potentially gives people the wrong idea um about how driven he oh. is. But I don't I don't think Terence will be here next season. I think I think he's far better than Stevenage. Um 
and and I think he could go to one of the teams, potentially one of the teams that like go up from League One this season, and he'll play every week and he'll do a bloody good job. You're breaking my heart, Nate. Sorry, I'm breaking me own. I don't want him to go, but I think he deserves a shot at championship football and I think he'll get it. Luther? I don't... I heard something from somebody which makes me think potentially, no, he won't be about next season. But I'd love him to be here. I want him here. And I know that he loves it here. So I hope that that keeps him about, but I'm so undecided about whether he'll he'll want to stay or not. And that's a bit of a turnaround for you, isn't it? Because that hasn't always been true. Oh, yeah, I used to hate him. I just, he was, I just, when he first came in, and, you know, it's very harsh because he was a young, you know, a young, young footballer right at the beginning of his career. I bet his positioning was bad. His crossing was bad. He didn't run with the ball. He just pumped it down the line all the time. It was everything about watching a footballer that you just think, well, how are you professional? But the last two years, he's been absolutely superb. And, and it's partly a product of the system or lack thereof that we were in for periods of that time as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. If, we, if we'd if we have been challenging for the playoffs, you know, pushing for automatics for the last three years, he would never have had the game time that he had then, that he did over the last three, four years. Not a chance because... you. you our squad would have been clearly a lot better and he would have he would have fallen through that crack. But we kind of had no option but to persevere with him. And I'm delighted we did because what a player he's turned out to be. And and that's that's you've got to give him credit because not I don't know many people that other than Dean Thompson that weren't like writing him off and saying don't care if he doesn't stay for the last couple of transfer windows, you know, last few transfer windows. I'm I'm delighted for him because he's yeah, he's, he's turned out to be a proper proper player, isn't he? Yeah. And a great character to have around the place, so you're wishing for that success, even more so than for the average player. So that's the uh, that's the retain list done. Um, the majority of the majority are keeps across the board. Um, there are a few 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 players that are that are um splitting splitting opinions and uh there are only two two players out of the entire squad where we've all said nah see you later um which are Bozzy and Taylor so that's what a change because this time last year we were happy for just about anyone to leave weren't we really it was only a couple of players that we wanted to hang around I mean it's like with the away attendances isn't it it's amazing what a Good footballing team does for people. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's um, let's have a look at the few lone players because I think it's. I did say we weren't going to, and uh, we might just mention them in passing. But I think it does an injustice to some of them if we don't talk about them. So obviously, the big one, Alex Gilby, is the first. His I mean, I'd one hundred percent keep him if we could. His contract's up in the summer. Um, he's on very good League One money. We're not going to be able to compete with what he was on um, this season. So it's, it is a little bit worrying, but he clearly has loved his season here. So 
yeah. I mean, football. I'd love 40, it if he stays. 45 games, I think he's played like. He's, he's kept himself fit. He's kept himself out of trouble. He, again, he's endeared himself to the That's fans. True. He's he's been good on yeah yeah <laughs> he's been good look good on the pitch and it yeah would if if there's any way if there's any way we can make make that deal work then then a hundred percent yes yeah yeah backload his contracts with with bonuses for the end of the season <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it, we have to go in and get him and we have to move heaven and earth to do it I think. He is crucial to us next season. Yeah, very um, much so. Because he gives the license to players like Forsakaski and Reeves to do the creative stuff you need them to do as much as anything. Yeah, absolutely. Tay Ashby Hammond, whose contract is also up on May the thirty first. I mean, that'd be a coup. It's really, it really? unusual it for uh, players like that to drop into the league. He's more likely to stay at his parent club and go out on loan again, but. Yeah, if I we can get assumed, him either way, I would be happy with that. I would assume that they will renew his contract because he's had a superb season. Um, he's a he's twenty four, so actually, you know what? He is at that age where you do tend to see players of his ability start to fall down the league. You know if. If he was going to be playing, if he was going to be troubling the first team at Fulham, he would have done it by now. Yeah, probably true. But I don't know that we'll see him fall down to Stevenage. He is a championship goalkeeper through and through. Yeah, and it's kind of like the Jamie Cummings situation where he had a good year here and then we lost him to a higher level. But we're going yeah. up to a higher level, so maybe there's a chance. Um, uh, but. Yeah, Jamie Cummings is an interesting one. I don't know when. I don't know if his. Uh, I don't know if his contract is up uh, this summer. But I think you're right. Like I look at, I saw Jamie Jones playing in the Championship the other day, and was like, I mean, Hammond looked head and shoulders better than he did for us. So if he can play at Championship level, then mm. you're right. Ashby Hammond definitely can. That's it. And Jamie and Jamie yeah. Cummings just got relegated. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Cummings. Uh, does have uh, is is um is out of contract at the end of the season, uh, and again he's twenty three, and it being Chelsea, again you'd be very surprised if he doesn't if he uh if if he makes the cut there. Um, I'd really really like our starting goalkeepers to be an actual Stevenish player, not a Lowney. So yeah, yes. agreed. Uh, finally, Daryl Horgan. Yeah. Nah, bye. He's had his chances. He's proven nothing. So yeah, yeah. I've I've probably been overly harsh about him. Um, for comic effect, for the most part. The course course of the season, but uh, yeah, he's just not done anything, has he? And you were talking about it against Barrow, like he was one of the guys who had the biggest chance to finally stake a claim in a meaningless fixture. And when he was put yeah. through on goal, a player of his pace checked back and looked for support, and the chance ended up in nothing. And all right, maybe Reedy should have put his through ball away and got him in his first assist for the club. But you've got to be more clinical than that if you want to be featuring for a decent amount at the level above. And he's barely looked good enough for League Two, so nah. Yeah. Oh, I, I did forget someone. Dean Campbell. I don't think we'll see him again. No. And I'm not disappointed by that. Nope. No, I, I mean, 
kind of in you know i know it's not exactly the same but in a in a chair mold like certainly had his his stevenage moment that no one's ever going to forget and but yeah there's not there's not been quite enough to uh to make that a long-term thing there's got to be a reason why you're limited to little 10 minute cameo sorry no i mean yeah there's got to be a reason why you're limited to little 10 minute cameos towards the end of games if he was good enough he'd have earned more trust and he'd have got more game time and it's disappointing that he hasn't, but he didn't do enough last season to get into a League Two side on a regular. So it's hard to see that that'll be something that he can manage at League One next year, unless he yeah. makes a real bit of progress in the off season. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, I mean, like like we've said before, the fact that he's not playing, it, it, you know, there's a lot that happens during the week that nobody else sees apart from the manager, and um, and he's making that decision on a weekly basis that he's not playing. So, yeah, I, I'd, if if there's a step up to be made and he's already not featuring, then we're probably not going to see him. <laughs> I mean, it's got to have been frustrating for him as well because he will have joined us in the summer expecting more game time, I imagine, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm dropping into League Two from Scottish Prem. You know, I'll be able to uh, rule this division. And uh, it's probably been a bit of a rude awakening for him how much, how difficult it's been. And it's probably a split that's best for both parties at this point because he'll be frustrated by that lack of game time and that lack of faith and, uh, you know, everything else. Yeah. But, like I said, he's given us a moment we'll all never forget. (laughs) Absolutely. And you wish him good luck wherever he ends up next, but he's not a player I'll be, uh, you know, losing sleep over losing in the summer whereas there are no. plenty out there that I would as we, yeah, as we have discussed <laughs> <laughs> right let's, uh, let's let's move on to uh, the other thing we do, what's it called? Extra Time, there we go Extra Time, yes, I wrote some stuff, I remember that and I've even got it up on one of my tabs so <laughs> I was looking around uh, the rest of the league to see where, like, former Stevenages and former uh, stuff I'm interested in had ended up. So, shout out to uh, Matt Godden in the Championship playoffs. Might be heading to the Premier League with Coventry next year. That's a, a pretty impressive achievement for that squad, and he's been an integral part of that from what I've seen over the course of the season. Steve so Schumacher. People think we might be able to re-sign him. But, I mean, pretty unlikely, you know. If Coventry deem him surplus to requirements, there should be Championship clubs in for him, definitely. Uh, Steve Schumacher managed League One winners in a very early part of his managerial career. That's an yep. impressive achievement from him. And Love Schumacher uh, as well. I, I was less high on him as a player than the most of people around here, but from what you hear about him around a dressing room, it's not a surprise yep. that he's gone on to be successful at the kind of management level. On that management bent, Dino saved Burton. I know you hate him, but that's an impressive achievement in itself. It was uh, they looked dead and buried, and he somehow turned that around and avoided the axe, probably because the chairman was too scared to give it to him. Which, which is funny because he was assistant manager when they were absolute horseshit. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how wild it's gone for them. But uh, you know, good luck to them, and uh, hope we can beat them twice next year. <laughs> the most impressive one for me, Dipawak and yes. Yemi. Scottish Championship Player of the Season nominee, top goal scorer in the division. His side finished fourth. He scored 20 
in 40 games with eight assists. They're into the really weird playoff structure in the Scottish League. It's very yeah. weird, isn't right, it? Yeah. Very weird. So it's, there's a quarterfinal, which is Partick Thistle versus Queen's Park. That's on going first leg now, so two-leg match. The winner of that plays air over two legs, who finished second, the highest non-automatic qualifier, if you like. And then the winner of that plays one of the relegated, but perhaps not relegated teams from the Premiership from last season. So very odd <laughs> setup, all things considered. I love, I absolutely love the idea of a playoff between a potentially promoted team and a team that's coming down the other way. I absolutely love that idea. Yeah, absolutely. But what I do is have three from the team below and one from the team above play semi-finals and a final. Because the way it stands, like yes. if Party Thistle get to the final, they'll have had to play four additional games beyond yes. the uh, premiership team who they have to play, which seems pretty harsh, all that extra attrition right at the end of the season. And I'd also and I'd also probably between with the Premier League being twenty teams, I'd probably keep it as three up, three down, but have like seventeenth in the Premier League go into a playoff into yeah. the playoffs and have yeah, three exactly for the championship. That. And then for leagues championship into League One, League One into League Two, and League Two into the uh into the uh, conference I'd have four up, four down in all all of those leagues, with again the same structure with two automatic, uh, three automatically going up, three automatically going down, three into the playoffs from below, and one into the playoffs from above. I think that would that just be superb. Yeah, superb. Oh my god! Can you imagine some of the drama? I was going to say, how many times do you think you would see the team from the league above survive that? Because Hardly I don't think ever. It would ever, I was going to say, I don't think it would ever be like it wouldn't be that many at all. But imagine, imagine on the last day, right, last day of the season, you scrape, you scrape a one nil win or even a draw, which puts you into that playoff position. You go then to the semi finals against the team that were third or whatever, fourth in the league, right? You play against them, you scrape your way through, (laughs) you get to the final of the playoffs. And then you just get relegated. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. And then you, and then you survive. Imagine the drama and just like how amazing that would feel as a player. Like you've been on the, you've, you've been minutes at times away from going out. And then you somehow... I think you'd Incredible. see an increase in, uh, in like League One, League Two heart attacks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that I think that would be some of the best football on television you'd see. You not like best football, not the best football, but like the most entertaining games. Like that, yeah. Notts County Boreham Wood was sensational. That game, yeah, it had literally everything other than the right team winning. Fuck Notts County. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, or the Chesterfield in the final, right? Oh, no, I hate both of them. They can both fuck off. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll have to let, um, I don't know, whoever's <laughs> second bottom in League Two beat them then. That's not how it's yes. uh, Hartlepool. That'd be great if they Hartlepool could do that. Also, 
Notts County, Boreham Chesterfield would all beat Crawley and they would be the team in that spot that would be going into that playoff. Just saying, just saying EFL. Fuck them off, please. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> and the last one I wanted to raise was Glenn Whelan retired after 20 years as a pro and he had like four or five good years at Wednesday. It's been a pretty um, impressive career. 140 on appearances this Wednesday, another couple of couple of hundred for Stoke at a decent level. So good luck to him in his retirement. He's been a stalwart. Fair enough. Yeah, grand way to finish a Steaming Edge podcast. I mean, any you want to throw in, go ahead. Yeah, come on, smart ass. <laughs> no, I've got nothing. That was just that quip. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we are wrapping up our season. You may all have noticed that Drakkers has been here really quiet. That's because he fucked off 25 minutes ago. On a personal note, I would like to thank... Who do I start with? Phil Wallace, Steve Evans, Rayner, the back room, the players, other fans, even the ones that I argue with on Twitter and you're all knobheads. It's all been <laughs> one hell of a season. Um, it's been my favourite season as a Stevenage fan. I've missed one home game this season. Of course, it was the biggest home win of the year against Barrow. That's the only game at home I missed. So... Glad that happened. Cheers. Um, but w- what a joy. What an absolute pleasure it has been to be at the club uh, this season. What a pleasure it's been doing this with you, you fine gentlemen. Uh, thank you for, I mean, you you, you guys and Drackers are basically just a vehicle for me to let my ego run riot. So uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you uh, sitting here and listen, listening to me ramble on more often than not. Um, I thank you people. Thank you wider Stevenage fans for listening, giving us some support, li- enjoying hopefully what you're listening to. I mean, if you're still listening, you must be. Why would you listen if you didn't enjoy it? Uh, I'm rambling again now. I didn't really plan any of this. It's just I wanted to say thank you. <laughs> so here we are. Boys, you got anything else you'd like to add? Thanks to you for hosting and doing all the editing and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Doing, it, doing all the, the actual hard work. <laughs> like I said, it's all just a vanity project for my ego. <laughs> uh, um we will be back in a few weeks with a end of season spectacular. Uh, oh, I don't I'm really looking forward to that. You sold it now. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't really <laughs> want to call it a spectacular. It's going to be. It's going to be a load of old grumpy fucks sitting around a table, trying to remember what happened over the course of the year whilst drinking beer. <laughs> Oh, the memory's going to be an issue. <laughs> um, we also have a couple of specials lined up with a couple of special guests. Uh, and then once we start signing players on the regular and we've got a fixture list and so on and so forth, we'll be back with our predictions, a season prediction um, show that went swimmingly last year. Oh, Pat, 
Hello. It's probably too late. It's probably too late to do that now, but we we could have done that today. We could have gone through our our predictions for the year and 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 figured that out. That would double <laughs> the length of the already ninety minute episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, once again, people, thank you and goodbye. Go well. Up the bar. Doubles up again. Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! An old Trafford cracker in front of the Stratford end! What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.